What is up, y'all? Welcome back. What's up, what's up, what's up? What up, man? How you doing, man? This is episode 11 from Porches to Porches Podcast. This is your host, or your co-host, Big Mish, a.k.a. Mishka Creates. And then we got Big G over here. <laughs> Sorry, I spaced. <laughs> <laughs> what up, G? Well, not much, man. You? Oh, it's a fucking beautiful Sunday. I feel like a T-Rex, you know, but um, aside from that... <laughs> You got that T-Rex flex? Yeah, it's bad, bro. It's real bad. Um, so kind of to expand for the people. Um, so like the past two months, I've been uh, very slacky on, if that's even a word, on my on my gym uh, commitment. So I've, I've been going like maybe once a week or maybe like once every other week and it's just been terrible, you know? Um, but I decided to go on Saturday I was like, yo, I need to start hitting the gym, so I'm going to go hard. So my dumb ass takes a fuck ton of pre-workout, get to the gym, <laughs> and it was arm day, bro, you know? Yeah, you got to get that pump. Yeah, sun's out, guns out. So I I start blasting the arms, dude. I feel great. I go through the whole thing, do some cardio, hit the sauna for a little bit, um, go on with my day, have a great day, and then... Yeah, it was cool. It was gravy. And then I wake up on Sunday morning. <laughs> when I tell you, bro, dude, I woke up confused, afraid, and pain, bro. Like, it was so bad. So my, my elbows, my arms were stuck at like a 90 degree angle. Both of them. Damn, damn perfect. I go perfect to, 90 degrees. It was literally like perfect 90 degrees, bro. Box them out, son. It, oh, <laughs> I've never felt that before. So they were like stuck. Uh-huh. I tried to stretch my arms out. Nope. Way too much pain to even try to stretch <laughs> my arms out. So I got to like bring my right hand over to my left elbow or my left bicep. And I just like massage the shit out of it and just keep going, keep going, keep going until eventually I could stretch my arm out all the way. And it took like 10 to 15 minutes of just straight massaging my arms. So that they could straighten out. Right? Like, I'm not... Dude, has that ever happened to you? No. Bro, in my six years of lifting, six plus years of lifting, that has never happened to me. Never. See, that's why I don't lift. It's dangerous. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. Jim, what is that? I don't want to go near a gym. <laughs> I don't he, know that fool. He sounds dangerous as fuck. <laughs> I'm too damn cute to go with Jim. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah. Nah, man, but it was uh, it was the weirdest thing ever, dude. I've never experienced. Yeah, that sounds life. rowdy, man. Especially pre-workout, dude. Fuck that. That shit's dangerous. Nah, not, I mean, not it's dangerous, a safe like, pre-workout. I mean, not, yeah, I mean, not dangerous as in like. Well, I mean, they probably could put you in the hospital if you take too much. Yeah. But like, yeah, especially coming back into the gym after oh, a while of being off of it, off the gym. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably not a good idea, man. I don't know what I was thinking, but I was just too excited to go. So. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, I've been kind of dealing with that all day Sunday. Dealt with that. Um, as you saw, I was here helping you out with the CRX. And yeah, I saw you just walking around like a T-Rex. And then all day today is the exact same thing. I'm hoping by tomorrow it's a little bit better, but yeah. it's been bad. Dude, that, that's never <laughs> happened to me before in my life. And I I don't know. I'm just confused. I'm still confused. I'm like, dude, I even Googled it, bro. Like, Is this okay? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's a 
I've been dealing with that the past two days. <laughs> Jeez. Well, yeah, that shit sucks. Eventually, though. Eventually. Yeah, I still can't straighten them out, dude. I still, I go like maybe, for the people listening that can't see, I can go maybe like, what is that, like 110 degrees? 120 degrees? I would almost say like, yeah. Because that's like 90. It's like, that's like 145. Oh, that's a lot. It's, it sucks, man. But yeah, I still can't stretch my arms out, which sucks, but... I'm going to challenge you to push-up contest right now. Bet. <laughs> <laughs> my only opportunity to beat him in one. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's been, it's been, that's what I've been dealing with, man. But um, well, other than that, dude, I've been doing pretty good like on my habits, like how we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. Um, still, so just to recap on my habits, I don't know if I've added any, I think I might've added one. So I want to do, I want to just professionally take a cold shower every day, eat home cooked meals, listen to a podcast, meditate, read, exercise, and self-educate every single day. I want to do all those things. Um, I think you added that self-educate one cause I don't. I think I remember you saying anything about that one. Yeah, that, and you know, self-education kind of comes with the podcast and the reading. Yeah, I mean, just talking to people. Yeah. You always learn something new just talking. Yeah, but that that's kind of more specific to like a training or a course or a seminar or like something where I'm very specifically, I want to learn this thing. Mm-hmm. Where like, if I'm reading a book, it's like, I'm just in general trying to read how to become better. You know, like yeah. whether it be better in business, better in with my health, with my finances, this the self education portion really relates to like something very specific. So like what I've been researching on a lot recently is you know as you know has been real estate. Mm-hmm. So I've just been reading and and taking courses and stuff and doing all that. But how's that been going? Good man. I'm I'm doing it like every day. Yeah. And yeah, I've been doing pretty good on on all my habits, dude. It's this is a pretty dope little app, dude, where you can track your habits. I'm doing pretty good. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll give it a try. I'll take a look into it and see what it what it's like. I mean, you definitely should. Yeah, I oh, I've been doing a good way. Of, I've been doing good of not drinking beer. That's a good habit. Nice man. Yeah. Oh that's my a, bad. Nice. That's a little <laughs> high five there. Yeah, yeah. We're not clapping cheeks over here. Just <laughs> or maybe we are. That's for us to know and you to wonder. Ooh. Ooh. Until we get video on this bitch. Yeah, mystery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no, that's cool. Yeah, no, I've been... Yeah, I mean, a new thing I'm trying to start up with um, is reading a book. Actually, uh, I did. I made an agreement with my lady about every Sunday we're going to get together in the morning. Just get coffee and just read a book for like, I don't know, till whenever. Like read a couple pages and then like, yeah, just kind of read till we're like kind of done. It's like, all right, well, I'll catch you later. Dude, that's fucking dope, man. That's that's something that I feel like I've always kind of wanted to do with my previous partners. But yeah, I, I always feel like my previous partners were never really like on the same alignment like that. Like yeah. trying to improve yourself, trying to self-educate, things like that, like. I don't know. I'm, it, it's sad to say, like yes, but like at the end of the day, kind of no. Like, mm. like some of them would would like talk about it, yeah. Um, but then would never be about it. You know, they would never actually do any 
anything actionable about it, you know, so. Yeah, no, we're, we're doing that, so that's cool, it's chill. Um, and then, yeah, uh, pretty much been drinking a lot more water lately. That's good. Um, like I said, well, I we got we got that weight loss. Yeah, that's, that's mainly why. That's <laughs> no, why I haven't drank beer. <laughs> Usually, I go home and smack a beer too. Like when I go to play like Xbox, but no, no, have it. That's good, man. <laughs> Get you all the habit. Yeah, I've been doing good with no alcohol either. Yeah. The month. I mean, we're at day six. I know. It feels like it's been. It's like not day, like it's been a whole lot, but it, it feels like it's like day seventy-two for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna be pretty proud when I hit that that month mark because, I mean, honestly, yeah. I don't want to sound like an alcoholic, but I don't know when the last time was that I haven't drank in a month. You know, like that. Like drinking is pretty common in the United States. Well, in the world, it's pretty fucking Especially common. Especially with like my group of friends too. Like the people I normally tend to hang out with, mm-hmm. it's like. To get beers after is kind of just like oh yeah it's a normal thing like even with you it was like yeah. we do anything it's like can we involve beer with whatever we're doing <laughs> yeah. we're not driving around great we can you know <laughs> <laughs> like that's the only reason it was just like hmm like oh let's go to the city let's go walk around let's stop at the liquor store before you yeah. <laughs> Let's get some sippy cups. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's get a twenty four pack. We'll split that on the train. We gotta finish it before we get off the train, and then we'll go find some E and J peach after. Yeah, <laughs> and that was terrible. Yeah, that was not a good idea. <laughs> that always ended up very, very rough the next morning. Yeah, but no, yeah, I mean, I can't remember the last time I went a month without having anything to drink too. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I mean, I'm doing it now. Um, so I'm gonna, pretty, I'm not gonna say I'm like going for it, but I'm attempting to go as long as I can without having a drink. I think you should go for it, stop being a little bitch. Yeah. That's just my professional opinion, Gio, but, um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, But life's not a, that fun yeah. when you're not drinking. Yeah. I get it, I get it. Like the, like the two times we've done this without drinking... I, I I know it's two times because the most boring time. Because you count. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm, this is always a fun time. <laughs> I do normally like to drink a little bit, you know. Like yeah. Sip a forty or like whatever, you know, just like a few beers or something while we're podcasting. I think it's a little fun because yeah, it's just kind of you get more conversation flowing. You you can you know you I feel like you say things more. Uh, you don't really hold things back. Exactly. You, you don't think too hard about things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. E- even even if you're not like tipsy or nothing, just having it with you just kind of seems like yeah. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter. We we don't hold back anything regardless whether yeah. we've been drinking or not or whatever. Very but, true. I mean, it's still cool. But yeah, no, I'm I'm trying to go for it. I'm probably I'll probably try going the whole month. Just mainly too, because I'm trying to beat you in this weight loss challenge. Speaking of, how much did you weigh in at? Uh, Do you remember? Let me see. I was, I was 245 say, even. I was 226, I believe. Yeah, 226. Yeah, so 226, 245. So whoever can lose the most weight... Or do you want to make it more fair and say whoever can lose the most weight compared to their starting body weight? As in a percentage. You know what I mean? Like... Oh, I lost five percent of my body weight. I lost two percent of my body weight. You know what I mean? That would be more fair, in my opinion. 
You think so? I'd, I'd be down for either one because I know I'm going to beat your ass, but. <laughs> <laughs> so why are you trying to make it easier, huh? I'm, I'm trying to make it easier for you, dog. You're out here snorting. I'm heavier. It, doesn't, it should be easier I'm, for I'm over here trying to do this naturally. You're over here snorting fucking pre-workout. <laughs> nah. Like a fiend. Nah, I didn't start it, bro. I, yeah. I took it intravenously. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to the vein, son. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm over here doing this naturally. Nah, but I'm uh, I'm um, uh, I think the percentage one be pretty straight. Yeah, let's try that. Yeah, let's I, th- I that think it'd time. be more fair because I do think it's easier to lose weight when you're heavier. Yeah, that's an, I, in my experience too because yeah. I used to be heavy as fuck and I I could lose weight like nothing. Yeah, I I agree with that. Definitely, when you're heavier, you could definitely lose weight quicker. But then you plateau just as quick though. Yeah, that shit sucks. Yeah, that just means you gotta switch something up, man. You gotta either switch up your exercise, um, or you gotta switch up your diet. You gotta switch something up. As when you plateau, it's because you're doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Your body just gets used to it. Much. You gotta change shit up like every month if you really, really want to keep on that steady pace, you know. At least, at least once a month, I would say, change your shit. Yeah, maybe even like once a quarter, like every three months or something. I'd say that sounds about month. right. But nah, that's crazy, bro. When I when I lost most of my weight, I had two gym memberships. Yeah, that's when we were at Frank's House of Steel. Uh huh. Um, that was a powerlifting gym. That gym was great. They had literally two treadmills, which was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I two loved treadmills it. and like 12 benches. Yeah, bench two presses. treadmills. It was like, amazing. Like 12 benches, like six squat racks. Or yeah. no, it was like eight squat racks. Oh, yeah. The whole wall was There was, was like two assisted them. squat racks. Yeah. Which it were was like professional ones. Great. And it was all Olympic grade material. Oh, yeah. Dude. That, that, that was my favorite gym of all time, dude. I was going to say, I enjoyed going to that gym the most, mainly because, yeah, it was all weightlifting and everybody there was super friendly. Oh, yeah. And then second of all, it's because, like, you, Ivan went, mm-hmm. you know, like, your brother went. The like, crew. we all went there, so, like, we would all get together and it would just make lifting so much more fun. Yeah, yeah, it would. It's always fun, dude. I, You know, I've been lifting by myself for the past probably, like, Four years now, dude. Three years, maybe like four, three years. But I've been lifting by myself for a couple years now, man. I I've gotten used to it. Yeah. But I do think that I went a lot harder when I had somebody there to spot me every time. When I oh, had yeah. somebody there to push me, oh, yeah. I probably went more often because when I didn't feel like going, they would be like, "Yo, you're not going." Yeah. You know, then I'd feel like a dick, so I would, I would have shit. to go. You know. Yeah. And vice versa. No, definitely. I know whenever I would lift with someone else, I'd definitely go a lot harder. Yeah, if not, if I'm just by myself, it's like, eh, I'll, I'll take this nice and steady. Mm. But, yeah. No, yeah, Frank's is dope, man. I really like that gym. What What was the heaviest you ever, ever were? Like, your heaviest weight heaviest, that you remember? Um, I stopped weighing myself at, like, 268, and I know I was fatter than that. Yeah. I was... I was fatter than that. So I would say I was 270-something. Really? And my lightest, you know, after that was 187. Damn, that's good. So almost 100 pounds. Yeah, holy and shit. And I lost all that in like a year. Yeah, was, I, dude, literally, literally, I was actually just talking about this uh, with somebody else in the group chat that I'm in. Um, 
And I took, it was, it was like six months straight mm-hmm. where I didn't even have a single cheat meal, bro. Holy shit. Not, a, not even a cheat meal, not a cheat day. Like, that's why that's why when people tell me that they're dieting and they and they all oh, Sunday's my cheat day. I'm like, you little bitch, to be honest. <laughs> to be honest, dude, you don't need a full day of, of cheat because yeah. if, if you have a cheat day, that fucks up your entire week. You have a cheat meal, that yeah. fucks up your entire day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's a difference. You want to have a cheat day? Have a cheat meal. Yeah, a cheat a cheat day is a cheat week. <laughs> it really yeah, I was is. Gonna say a whole day is a little excessive. Cause it like, is. Yeah, but I, I I could see getting a cheat meal though, man. Cause like, yeah. you you need something to look forward to. You you need it. Yeah. And to some no, people, well, like going out and just like fucking up a whole day, for like just for a good like let's just say like a real greasy sloppy cheeseburger, like to them that's what they look forward to, man. Cause yeah. they've been doing nothing but like. Just like, I don't know, soup, like greens and proteins and they just kind of get tired of it. Yeah. I mean. I, I think if you're really fucking focused and you and you really, really want to reach that goal, like, I think it's a whole mindset thing, dude, because for the longest time, for like my whole life, I grew up, you know, eating delicious ass food, right? Like I grew up with a Mexican family mm-hmm. and like my, my abuela was like a bomb ass cook. Not only was she a Mexican cook. She also took cooking classes at a oh, college, shit. and she like legit learned how to cook like Mediterranean, like Asian, like Italian, Damn. French, like all this different food. So she combined like all of her favorites, yeah, and just made that like on a regular basis. So I was eating good, you know, and like <clears throat> I think it's a mindset change, man. It's like at some point, if you really want to reach your goal, you realize food isn't a reward. It's not meant to make you, it's not, honestly, dude, like, it's not meant to make you feel good. It's meant to make you feel good internally, but your taste buds, it's not supposed to taste good. You know what I mean? Like, like, yes and no, I I think about it this way. But food is good for you, though. Without it, you'd be fucking dead. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's supposed to make you feel good, not, you're not supposed to taste good. You know what I mean? I'm not sure if that's coming off right, you know? I I mean, I... I'd eat cheesecake before I eat a pile of dog shit all day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, that that's what you're saying, though. Like, it's not supposed to taste good. But knowing what I know now, I would probably eat a plate full of vegetables before I eat a cheesecake. Because I know that in the next day, I'm going to feel amazing because I ate the vegetables. Yeah. And in the next day, I'm going to feel like complete trash because I ate a fucking cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, uh, okay. I, I see it, but I don't know. I, I feel like food. I'm a big foodie, man. Like, I, yeah. I'll go fucking travel two hours to go eat something. <laughs> like, I, I love it. I feel like food, though, puts you in a better mood, especially when you enjoy it. Yeah, you if you food. have that emotional connection to it, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like that's with anybody. I mean, what, um, what's that one spot? Most people. Most people, I would say. Yeah, I feel Most like people, a lot and I, of people. And I, would, I feel like everybody has everybody has that one spot that they're just like, I want to go there so bad, and they and if they could, they would eat it all the time, but they know they shouldn't. Everybody has that spot. I, yeah. I find it hard to believe that everybody could be like, nah. I guarantee you some of like the best bodybuilders, most like most like in shape people you know, always have that one spot that they'd be like, I'd ruin my day for that. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> For sure, I I agree with that. But that's because it makes them feel good. 
Because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, what what good is eating something or doing something when you're not really super enjoying it? Eat, there's, there's a, I think there's a difference between liking something and then actually enjoying it. You know, yeah. if you like something, you like it. It's like eating greens. You like it because it's going to make you feel better. Yeah. Or you feel better because of it. Yeah. You know, in it's, your a, it's ma- a side in effect. In your, in your head, you're thinking, I'm eating greens. I'm healthy as fuck. Fuck yeah, look at me. Mm-hmm. But, it, like, I mean, it's, you're not really super happy about it. You're just eating it because in your head, you feel like it's healthy for you. Yeah. But if you eat actually something you really enjoy, and, yeah, it could be some really greasy shit, some not-so-healthy stuff, you actually get happy from that. You get, like, enjoyment out of it. You're like, yes. Very temporarily. While you're eating it. That, and that, and that, that's, yeah. Isn't that kind of fucked up how, that, the, yeah. how the human mind works, dude? Like, you know this is trash for you, and you know it's only going to be amazing for the next seven minutes that you're eating it. And then after that, you're going to be like, wow, I fucking regret this. Mm, yeah. Maybe not regret this now, but you know the next day you're going to be like, fuck, dude, if I didn't eat that, imagine how much further ahead it would have been. So, so I, I think about I it this know. way. I think, I think about it this way. You need to start, well, not you necessarily, but like... Oh, what you trying to say? <laughs> you trying to throw hands? Come on, little T-Rex boy. I can't throw hands. Come on, little boy. T-Rex boy. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got a longer reach than you right now. What's up? Hell yeah, you do. <laughs> I can't even reach my motherfucking pocket, bro. Like, this is fucked up. I can't touch my damn knees right now. I can't play. Uh, what's that? What's that? Uh, dance. The little kid dance. Head, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. I can't do head, shoulders, knees, and toes right now, bro. You can only do the heads and shoulders? <laughs> yeah. No, I can't even do my head, bro. Maybe my shoulders. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, but no, like, I am in excruciating pain right now. I'm not, I'm not even joking. Sure hurts. Um, but I see it this way. Food is fuel. It's not a reward. Just like gas is fuel for your car, you would never buy... Um, you had you got a twelve gallon tank. You're not gonna put twenty gallons of gas in your car well, to make it, won't it happy. Allow it to happen exactly, and your body doesn't allow it either. But because you do it, you forcefully do it. You start to gain fat. Oh, yeah. You think your body wants that fat? It don't want that fat, bro. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I see it. But it's how fuel. else am I gonna put a fucking Rick of Benny's king size sandwich in this frame here? Oh, you know. Man. There's only one way to do it. That that's just shoveling that shit down your throat. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Let's not talk about Rick and Benny's, man, because I haven't eaten in a minute. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a fucking salad today for lunch. <laughs> so trust me, I'm dying for something too right now. Oh, man. Well, all right. Let's get out of this food subject. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's only making me fucking hungry, man. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> All right, so have you learned anything new or anything interesting as of lately? Like something, I don't know, something different than you normally hear or listen to? Um, hmm. I've been doing a lot of research on mobile home investing. Okay. Uh, I actually just watched like eight hours of videos. <laughs> yeah? Like this weekend, yeah. I watched like, I'd say four. 40 something hours worth of trailer park boys is that kind of <laughs> so you have some experience <laughs> like the worst experience with the worst tenants but all right so 
So, so he, explain to me. What, he, what, here's what's here's this what thing? here's what really fucking interested me about mobile home investing. Uh-huh. Right, and it, and it didn't click until I started watching his videos. Um, and as soon as I heard somebody mention like, "Hey, what about mobile home investing?" I'm like, "Bro, I don't want to fuck with that." Yeah. You really think I want to be the king of the trailers? Like, I don't want that. But low key, now I do. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> lying, dude. Like now, I, because because. All right. When you're dealing with property real estate, all right. So first of all, here's why I looked into it. First of all. Because what I have been researching a lot on, what I've been working on recently, wholesaling. I mean, you've heard it on the podcast. Yeah. Wholesaling where I put a property under contract for a dirt cheap price mm-hmm. and I sell that contract for a fee to sell to an investor that actually wants to fix and flip it or renovate it and rent it out or whatever they want to do. Yeah. So in Illinois, that's illegal if you do more than one of those deals per year. Okay. Not to say that I couldn't do one. I can, but I can only do one a year. Um, and also there's a... The thing that always kind of scared me about that too is you're dealing with real estate. Mm-hmm. And with real estate, there's a fuck ton of laws. Oh, federal yeah. laws. Well, that's why in order to be a realtor, you need a license for it. Yeah. Because you need to be knowledgeable in this shit. Because you could fuck someone's life over mm-hmm. if you don't do it right yeah yeah for sure yeah for even sure. yourself so i mean yeah yeah so there's way too many laws and it's like it seems so complicated i need to learn so much like i legit had like a gigantic book <clears throat> of uh you know i was just talking about it recently mm-hmm. that that uh real estate practice book in illinois I still have it. I'm still planning on reading it because I, I want to learn about it. Yeah. And eventually I do want to buy a fuck ton of real estate. But starting out, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, and what I want to do is wholesaling if it was going to be real estate. Can't do more than one a year. So started looking into mobile homes, started doing some research into them. First thing I read was it's a depreciating asset, which is absolutely true. Yeah. But if you think about it, so is a house. Now, time out. Time out. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, the three people that are listening, are probably like, four. What the, like, <laughs> four. <laughs> probably like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? And like, I love all four of you. Yeah, I'd we, kiss you all right him. now if I could. Don't, don't, don't make them kiss you. But, You'd love um, him. So, love me. <laughs> so, in my opinion, houses are depreciating assets. Yeah. They... Go down in value, but you know what goes up in value is the land that they're on. I was going to say the property, right? The property. Mm-hmm. The land that they're on goes up in value. Well, the house, the older it gets, the cheaper it is. You know what I mean? So a house is still a depreciating asset. Mm-hmm. Now, with mobile home investing or mobile homes, they say, well, it's a depreciating asset. And you don't even own any land. True. Which is perfect for someone who wants to invest and doesn't want to buy land you know yeah so the difference between real estate and mobile homes is that real estate is real property meaning it's it's real estate yeah mobile homes are personal property meaning it's treated basically like a car or a trailer okay you don't have to go to a title company you know like you would with a real estate deal you don't have to have lawyers you don't have to do all that for a mobile home, you go to the DMV and you transfer the title, just like a car. 
No shit. You can Just do it like that. You can do it in 30 minutes. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's it's beautiful, right? Wow, okay. So it's personal property, it's not real estate. It's not real property. It's personal property. And the biggest thing that I've always heard about owning rentals, about owning uh, real estate, um, leasing, things like that, becoming an owner, that's interests me a fuck ton. For sure, that's the long-term goal. But I have also heard a ton of horror stories from people that I even know that say, don't ever buy a rental. You're going to, being a landlord sucks, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's your experience, you know, whatever. But I could also kind of see the points because, again, these are people that I knew. And, you know, things can fuck up. I, I guess it all depends on, on who is your tenant and yeah. how you do your due diligence. But what I really like about um, mobile homes is they're in mobile home parks. Therefore, if I'm if I have a mobile home and I sell it to somebody, and say I sell it to them, just as an example, I mean this is kind of getting deep into it, but say I sell them a mobile home for twenty thousand dollars, and I say we'll do it for six years. So you're gonna pay me twenty thousand dollars divided by six or divided by what? That's no. seventy-two. So yeah. So $20,000 divided by 72, that gives you your monthly payment for the next six years. They're going to pay me on that mobile home. Where's the mobile home? In the park. Who is the landlord? The park manager. The mobile home park is the landlord. I'm not a landlord. I don't give a fuck what they do. If they pay their monthly bill, I'm cool. I don't don't have to fix anything that they they break. I don't have to fix a roof if they fuck up the roof. Anything, anything. All I need is that money. If you stop paying, then I can repo it, just like a car. Tell me I can't put an extended warranty on my mobile home, bro. <laughs> I mean, you probably they probably have that. I they, wouldn't they, doubt they, it. They have mobile home insurance. Be, yeah, I was gonna say, I'm they sure have insurance. insurance for it. But that's mm-hmm. not my. That's not. That's my, not on you, That's not on me. I'm not the landlord. You're just a bank, pretty much. Yeah, I'm. I sold you something, and you contractually owe me for the next seventy-two months that monthly payment. Tell me that's not beautiful. That's fucking nice. It's that's it's nice. nice yeah. It's nice. So that's very what nice. that's what interests me in mobile home investing. Yeah, I don't want to look like a slumlord, but at this point, I don't give a shit. I'd rather be a slumlord and fucking make good money and on my own terms well, than I work mean, a job the rest of my life. Exactly. You got income coming in, and it's it'll be pretty good income too, especially once you do end up like having actually ownership of the trailers you know mm-hmm. i mean for what i mean they can't really go for that much money like initial cost of buying one mm-hmm. right i mean they're probably brand new they're probably it. like 50 60 000. yeah okay but like a little older probably what like sub 10 grand you can so you can find some for example what i'm going to be targeting is five thousand dollars and less mm-hmm. the purchase price i don't want to invest total more than eight thousand dollars on a single one Right, so these are probably going to be like 80s, 90s mobile homes that are a little beat up, right? And I'll throw like one, two, three thousand dollars at them, fix them up, paint them up, clean them up. Mm-hmm. And basically, the name of the game is safe, clean, and affordable. You know what's <laughs> you know what's amazing? <laughs> you know how much a bathtub costs in a house? They're a lot. They're I expensive, know, right? I know they're expensive. Yeah. You know, you know I don't know ba- exactly how much, but I know they're expensive. You know how much a bathtub costs in a mobile home? 
like forty eight dollars. Get the fuck out! <laughs> I'm not even know. lying, bro. Really? Like sixty bucks. Like if that. Yo, he, sign me up for yo, twelve of them joints. <laughs> how do you, how do you install a bathtub into a home? Uh, like it's like all plumbing shit, right? You break out the fucking yeah, tile. You, you know. go into the wall. You got to cement oh, shit, shit, grout, so yeah, all that. Right. How do you install a bathtub into a bubble home? Unbolt it. Four maybe? bolts. Really? Four bolts. Tell me that's not amazing, bro. <laughs> wow. I'm just, I'm just saying that it's Jeez. ridiculous. Yeah, you have to do a fuck ton of research, which I haven't. Yeah. Um, but it's. Is, I would just say you'd have to be careful with that with like the older, older mobile homes. It. I could only see it being like how it is here at the shop with older cars. Yeah. It's harder to get those parts that are specifically fit for that because I'm sure not yeah. every mobile home is exactly entirely the same. They're they're most they're very similar. They're very similar, yeah, but again, I mean, if you think about it, how many alternators are out there on the cars? A lot of them are very similar, but True. none of them are exactly the same. They're always clocked a little different. There's always something different yeah. about the other. I mean, it could be the smallest thing that now you got a two foot or two inch gap going all the way around, and now you're just like, well, what the hell do I do with that? So I would just be careful with older homes. That's the only thing I could think of, of like doing anything like. In that kind of field, yeah, just because it's finding parts that like exactly fit. I'm yeah. sure there's universal stuff, but again, you've experienced that. I've experienced that universal parts never really truly fit properly yeah. without the right like modification. You gotta modify them. So I mean, that, but I mean, again, if it's a forty-eight dollar shower and you gotta chop two inches of it, and you accidentally chop eight inches of of it, I mean, <laughs> if you do that, you're doing something wrong. God but damn it. now you gotta buy another forty-eight dollar shower. Yeah, you're throwing out a forty-eight dollar shower to get another forty-eight dollar shower, which is not a terrible expense considering that a normal shower for a normal home is way more expensive. Way more than that. So I mean, I could see that not being terrible. Yeah, and again, it's just. It's pretty cool, man. If that, you're pretty handy with tools, I could see that being very profitable, especially with hanging cabinets or whatever. Yeah. My um, from my research, if you were to completely gut and re, like remanufacture a fucking mobile home, like if it was just an old one and you just wanted to completely gut it and rebuild it, yeah, be like, tops ten to twelve thousand dollars. Really, that's it. Beautiful. That's yeah, because the plumbing is cheap as shit. Oh, yeah, it's a the, fucking bucket. It the, goes the, into a hole in the ground. The people who work on them, they're not plumbers. They're not shit like that. They're yeah. not technicians. They're not HVAC. They're handymen. Yeah. And you pay like 20 bucks an hour. Bro. It's 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 an opportunity, and a lot of people overlook it because of the stigma and all that. Well, yeah, because trailer trash. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, <laughs> or you watch Trailer Park Boys like me and be like, everybody lives in a trailer park. Yeah. Is, is like a bubble, like Julian, <laughs> or yeah, Mr. Leahy. Who's that dude that never drops his drink? Oh, oh, that's uh, he's always got a drink in his hand. That's Julian. That's Julian. Yeah, the car rolls over twenty times. He still has a drink. <laughs> that's awesome. Got Randy Bobandy running around shirtless. <laughs> Sam Squanch. Ah, I love that show. But yeah, oh, yeah. no, I, I could see that. And again, I mean, it'd be part of it, I'm sure, is because people don't see it as like very proud or mm -hmm. prideful. And I mean, a lot of people do a lot of things like that because of pride. You know, everybody, yeah. nobody, 
I shouldn't say nobody. A lot of people that want to be very successful don't want to be seen in some clapped out Corolla. Yeah. They want to be seen in the newest AMG that there is. Yeah. You know, so like I, I can see that. And I mean, yeah, saying you're, you're the, the king of the trailer park. You know. Hey man, I'm with it now. Yeah, I mean, after after looking at the figures, I'm with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure <laughs> definitely after looking at the figures. I mean, for sure, but not everybody looks at it that way. Everybody yeah. looks at and it. And I'm as, glad. I'm yeah. so glad, dude. Because yeah, you're open minded, and that's great, bro. I thank God for the people that let their pride get in the way of making money, bro. Cause yeah, because they're letting I'm you. I'm fine with yeah. that. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> I'll put my pride to the side. I'm yeah. fine with that. No, that's great. I mean, being open minded opens up a lot of opportunities for shit. Yeah. And, and you know what's what another thing is that I thought about with mm. this? Is there is competition. There is people doing this already. But I'm sure it's a small group of competition. Yes. Way smaller than in real estate. And, and you know what oh, else? Yeah. What? Uh, I speak Spanish, bro. Habla español, motherfuckers. For real, bro. Like, yeah. Like, and I'm sure there's a lot of Spanish-speaking families that are in mobile home park. I mean, I, I know a few friends growing up. That had mobile homes, you know? Yeah. And they were Spanish speaking. And how intimidating would that be to make? It might only be ten, twenty thousand dollars that you're making, but that could be their biggest expense of their life so far. Yeah, I agree. You would definitely want to be speaking with someone that speaks your language. Yeah, instead of sitting here worrying about, oh, there's a language barrier here. Yep. I'm scared they might screw me over somehow, you know? Because once it's written on paper and both both parties sign, it's. Yep, it, it is what it is. At that point, help yourself, homie. Yeah, and th- and that's sadly that's how people treat it, dude. Yeah, pieces of shit. That's how a lot of people treat that shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, no, and that's sad, man. But yeah, but I, I mean, that's good though. I mean, you do you would have the upper hand, especially yeah, language, the fact that you're bilingual, you know. And um, another thing that to think about too is. If you sell somebody a mobile home and they have to pay the monthly payment to you because they bought the mobile home from you, and then they also have to pay the monthly lot rent because in mobile home parks, yeah, you have to pay a lot rent, which is typically anywhere between two hundred to five hundred dollars depending on the area, but it's usually around three to four hundred, right? So you take that lot rent, you take that that monthly payment that they're paying to me, and say their total is a thousand dollars total. Okay. They could do that and live there, have their own home, not have a neighbor literally with the same wall as you, where as you would as an apartment. Yeah. If you get an apartment, $1,000, that's a dirt cheap apartment. Yeah, that's a tiny That's a tiny, dirt cheap apartment. And guess what? That's what I never understood, though, is when you're, there's apartments out there for 12, 13, 1400 bucks, but then you look around, you can find them mortgage for an actual home for that yeah but know? then that, that comes with the repairs and shit that, that comes with a whole bunch of different risks yeah but too. I mean still like, as an apartment I, I get it because yeah you don't gotta worry about shit your toilet blows up call the landlord he comes fixes it mm-hmm. but I mean if you think about it it's the same thing as a uh, as a, a mobile home I mean think about it at that point that mobile home yeah. is that person so if their toilet blows up it's like well I gotta buy a toilet now regardless yeah. but the difference is the cost of fixing things. So, like, yeah. to, to fix a, a roof on a mobile home, say, one to $2,000. Yeah. To redo a whole small. roof. Yeah, really. And I think that's expensive. I think it'd be closer to $1,000. Yeah. 
Fix, I, I to replace a house, roof on a house. My parents just it's got like their roof. Keys, yeah, man. my parents just got their roof replaced. Man, it's just expensive, dude. Money. You you can literally go bankrupt trying to fix a house, man. That's, yeah, it's sad, but but that that's what makes it the biggest expense of everybody's life yeah. is their first home. Because yeah. I mean, again, it it could either end up being super great or it could be terrible. But I mean, yeah. So so again, back to my point where I was okay. where I was talking about. Um, the apartment. So yeah. you get a thousand dollar apartment, or you get uh, maybe eleven hundred, twelve hundred dollar, a thousand dollar payment. You know, with mm-hmm. the lot rent, with the monthly payment that you're paying me. Now, in seven years, in six years, once you're done paying me off, your rent, your monthly payment goes down to whatever lot rent is, which is like three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, you're living there forever. For three hundred and fifty dollars a month, your rent does not go down with apartments. Yeah, <laughs> they well, only go up actually. <laughs> that, yeah, and that's that's my biggest thing is apartments to me are the, I don't know, I think that's the dumbest thing you could go out and get is an apartment. Buying an entire apartment complex, on the other hand, that is smart, but to rent an apartment, especially to be there for like a, like a hot minute, like yeah. I think that's one of the most like poor decisions. Yeah, you if can you're make. trying to be somewhere five plus years, I would not say run to the market. Yeah, uh, at that point, you're better off just spending that money on on an actual house. Because I mean, mm-hmm. again, like you said, all it takes is the landlord to be irked that you parked your car in his spot once or twice, and now it's like, okay, well, your rent goes up at the end of your contract term. Yep. You know, and you don't know. He makes up these numbers off the top of his head, and if you don't like it. Got to pack up and leave. Now you're left with yeah. nothing. I mean, just like how we saw with our our friend situation. I mean, let's not name any names, but dude had a workspace, and the landlord said, "Hey, you got to move your shit. Yeah. If you don't move your shit, your rent is gonna go up by what was it, a hundred dollars a month? No, a thousand dollars a month? Thousand. A thousand dollars a month? A month. That's ridiculous, bro. And that that's and they can do that. Yeah. Because and they don't care. Yeah. I, it's 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 really it's really savage and it's ruthless, but yeah. but again, going back to like me speaking Spanish, I I really think you know for the for the people that are open to the idea of living in a mobile home, that I could really help them out and be transparent with them and um, you know do things in their own language and and make sure that they're not getting screwed over to because again that's I may not look Mexican, I may not you know yeah. Uh, Goes the same for both of us. Yeah, I mean, we, we may not look like traditional <laughs> Mexicans, you know, but we were raised very Mexican. Yeah. And that... Actually, English was my sec- second language. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, I, I, I feel most raised. comfortable around Mexicans, dude. And and I feel yeah. I feel like anybody that's Mexican, I feel like I, I can relate to more. And, you know, like I see an old Mexican lady, it reminds me of my abuela, you know, and yeah. like tugs at my heartstrings, dude. Like, like, I just connect way more that way. And, yeah. And it's, it's, it's a... It's a community that I really want to help. Yeah. I mean, that, that's great. You know, I mean, obviously, it's like one of the biggest communities in, in the United States, too. I mean, mm-hmm. Mexicans are everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. I know I talk a lot of shit. I make fun of them. And, but, like, I mean, I'm pretty much making fun of myself and my own <laughs> family. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it just, yeah, I mean, they're everywhere. And that I, I feel like Spanish is... Like the next English, yeah, it's it's gonna be like the next biggest language out there. Th- that's like my biggest thing for my kids, dude. My future kids, if I ever have kids, yeah, is I want 
I want them to speak Spanish first. Yeah. And that that's to be honest, that's probably like one of my biggest um it's not an absolute deal breaker, but it's pretty close to a deal breaker is if my significant other speaks Spanish or not. And I don't know if that's shallow or if that's bogus, but that's that's just probably the first thing that I look at is like, does she speak Spanish? Because I want to, you know, raise my kids speaking Spanish. And yeah, I could teach them myself, but it's a lot harder when yeah. one parent is speaking straight English and the other one is speaking Spanish and English. They're going to catch on to English more, yeah. you know. I, and I, I don't, I don't want my children speaking one language to two is a minimum. Dude, I regret like losing a lot of what I know. I again, I used to speak nothing but Spanish. Yeah. And like now, when they put me into English classes, I, like most of that shit just flew out of my mm-hmm. mind, and like. Now I struggle. I stutter a lot. I know I stutter a lot with just normal English, yeah. but in Spanish, like I'm like, yeah. You know what really helped me? Ah. Uh, which a lot of people on the podcast probably don't or listen to this right now. Don't probably don't know, but me and Joe actually used to work at a landscaping company. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I worked there for like six years, seven years, and there I spoke mostly Spanish. Well, and yeah, that, that really they helped. were all Spanish. They're all Mexican. Yeah, that that really helped my. Uh, bring it back because I was kind of losing it too after grade school after high school yeah. and in college I kind of lost it a little bit but then um, I, I, not not lost it completely but I was getting rusty for sure yeah. started doing the landscaping thing and picked it back up I, I know when I was working there and then when I was also working at the restaurant I worked at my Spanish was a lot better just cause yeah like crew manager crew uh, leaders from there all they spoke was Spanish from the landscaping spot. Mm. So, I mean, I know my Spanish was a lot better at the time, and I was getting it back. And then also at that restaurant, I was friends with all the cooks and the sh- and the cooks and the, like, dishwasher. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I spoke nothing but Spanish with them, so I was getting it back. But then every other job after that was just kind of, like, just straight English. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, after I, I worked at the landscaping place, I went to work at a call center. Uh-huh. And there... Um, they didn't. They didn't believe me that I spoke Spanish, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had to speak Spanish with them. And excuse me, pa- can, can you speak Mexican for me? I don't. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Basically, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I started taking all the Spanish calls. Yeah. And it's a. It was a financial call center, so I'd be using all these words that I never used growing up. You know, like really tasa de interés. Okay. That's your interest rate. Yeah, interest rate. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea what that was, bro. And like little words here and there, like like one that always cracked me up, bro. Um, so I would have to value out vehicles sometimes. And I'd be like, hey, does it have a moonroof? I don't know how to say that in Spanish. Yeah. You know how you say it in Spanish? Uh, que cocos. Que Because it burns your, your coconut ah! head, bro. This literally, <laughs> like who comes up with this shit, bro? Que cocos. But that's how you that, that's, that's the word for it is que cocos. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> How many of them actually like respond back like, what? Or do they go, oh, yeah, yeah. No, everybody. Everyone? Everybody was, it. was like, yeah or no. Like, like nobody laughed at it. Nobody oh. asked me what it was. So it was like normal. Yeah, it was normal. I always, whatever I said it, I was always like, this feels weird. That yeah, I'm like I feel like I'm saying this in some weird yeah, slang. I, yeah, I feel like this is slang right now. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to talk with you like this. Like, this sounds so unprofessional. <laughs> like, literally, does it burn the top of your head? 
That shit's funny as hell, dude. Oh, that's amazing. Yo, can we put a sunroof on a mobile home? Would that be possible? Bruh. Like a panoramic roof on a mobile home. Oh, my God. What's that Mercedes CLK? Have a CLK mobile home, bro? Oh, boy. You know what I'm talking about? The Mercedes with the hard roof that goes, that retracts? It's like known for it. What? Maybe it's SLK. SLK, I think. I'll Google it right now, because it's bothering me now. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, SL, it's not the SLR, is it? Uh, it's SLK. SLK? Yeah. Yep. Ah, that one, okay. With the hard top, drop top. Drop. Yep, 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 I see it. Yeah, that shit's dope. Mm, dude, mobile home with that. Revolutionary, <laughs> dude, that'd be bro. Raw, bro. It'd be like a, one of those like fancy-ass stadiums that open, you know? <laughs> like in like, Spongebob? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> the arena? <laughs> That was a badass episode, bro. <laughs> I love that you just brought up SpongeBob. <laughs> Over here trying to talk business and shit. SpongeBob? Like SpongeBob, right? <laughs> bro, I feel like Sp- like that one character in SpongeBob, like, my leg, my, 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 my arms, <laughs> my legs. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's you right now, Blue Tribe. So, alright, back to. <laughs> Back to grown-up talk. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, Texas. <laughs> Texas, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> uh, but, uh, well, like, okay, so the mobile home stuff, back to that, like, when when do you see yourself, like, diving into it? Like, I know right now you're trying to get as much info from it or for it, yeah. but, like, when do you actually see yourself, like, Going out there, scouting, like actually diving into it, making offers or bids on mobile homes. Yeah. So, so this week and weekend, I'm gonna start um, putting out ads. I'm gonna start. Okay. So um, you're like hoping they come to you. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to find out. I'm gonna start calling up mobile home parks and seeing if they have anything that they want to sell. Um, you know, what's, you know, it's kind of cool too. Hmm. Um, depending on the person. You can get free mobile homes too, and that's that's usually typically that's um somebody that has a mobile home on their private land and they just want to get rid of it. They're like, "Yo, come pick it up," oh, because like, it costs like between two and five grand to yeah, move a fucking mobile yeah. home, so they don't want to pay for it. So they're just like, "Hey, take this for free." Makes sense, yeah. Most of the time, I I don't at all want to move a mobile home. That's way too much work. I'm good. Yeah. I just rather sell them in the parks, and that way, again, I'm not a landlord. I'm True. just a bank. Um, because then that puts you into a contract with a landlord then because you would have to place it in there and it'd have to be under somebody's name well I could place it in a park you could yeah. call a park and ask them but if I were to do that if I were to move a mobile home there I would have to register it under my name unless I already had somebody that was registered that was ready to move into yeah, it yeah but that's what I'm saying and then they have to apply to get approved to live there you know, because you could be denied based on your credit or whatever, yeah. criminal record or whatever it is. Um, and you, actually, you know what's interesting? Huh. I found out that there's what's really common is uh, 55 plus mobile home parks for people that retire. Oh, so like retire? Oh, yeah, there's sure. actually a gigantic one here in Elgin, bro. In Elgin? Well, not I wouldn't say gigantic, but bro, yeah, in Elgin, dude. Really? There's a retirement mobile home park, 55 plus community in Elgin. And their homes are fucking beautiful. 
Oh, you would not guess that these are mobile homes, bro. Really? They got like fences, like bro. They got lawns, like they look good. Yo, I'll... let's let's ride through one of these days. We should, dude. Just I'm just down. to drive through it. it. Yeah. yeah, I'm down. But like they're they're selling mobile homes brand new for like 80 G's or something. Oh, I was like, bro, shit. yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good on that. But but I found that super interesting. I I didn't even think about people retiring. Yeah, and wanting one. to live in a mobile. Which home. makes sense though, because if the cost of living in one is so cheap. Yeah. I mean. Then why the hell not? Yeah, gives you more money to yeah, like travel or whatever when you get older, and you, not have to worry about it. You know, you know what else is kind of interesting about mobile homes is they're built, they're built differently depending on the region. Oh yeah, you need one that could handle hills, yeah. storms, or storms, so, so like earthquakes. So like down south, they have like ones with special insulation, so it doesn't get too hot. Yeah. Up, up north here, they have ones with special insulation that don't get too cold and reinforced roofs that don't let the snow. Break down Cayman, the roof. Yeah. Um, different wind levels depending if you're in a tornado area or a hurricane area. Like that's wild, bro. That makes sense though. I mean, you, I don't see why you would build a one-all trailer. Yeah. Because they'd either be all like fully loaded with crazy insulation and all this, and then by that time you could buy a fucking house for yeah. hundred twenty thousand. Yeah, very true. You know, or I mean, they'd just be all little shanty little like sheds that you could pick up at Menards for eighty bucks and. Good luck with the first <laughs> windstorm that slides through. Yeah. Damn. No, but yeah. Th- That's crazy, though. I didn't know there was a f- people retiring. Yeah. The- yeah, man, th- this week and this weekend, oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start my actual search um, because I feel like I've got almost enough research. So I'm, I'm going to try to finish my research midweek this week. And then after I feel comfortable enough that I kind of know what I'm at least what I'm going to be talking about yeah. and what I'm going to be asking about. The right questions to ask and what things to look at. Um, then I'll start, you know. I feel like the hard. best way of doing of learning is just diving in it. Yeah. I feel like you just gotta go out there and just start throwing bids and start throwing yeah. offers and like hopefully one of them works out for you. I mean, yeah. just there's like the no no shame game where you just lowball the living crap out of somebody. Yeah. And who knows? Someone might just say, you know what? Screw it. Like, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm done. I hate my neighbor. But then that neighbor doesn't become your problem. It becomes mm-hmm. somebody else's problem. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe the, both neighbors, the person that moves in, that neighbor is a piece of shit. So two negatives make a positive and they become best buds. Yeah. <laughs> so, the- yeah, I mean, I'd say, you should, yeah, I mean, that's cool, though. You should dive into it, man. I mean, yeah. it, I don't see the risk. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, okay, you buy a trailer for three grand, four grand, say, a mobile home for that. Mm-hmm. You put a little bit into it. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I know I say this now, but like the amount of money you put in isn't like a super high risk. Yeah. You know, like if you, if you could get away with doing this less than 10 G's into it, or in your case, you're trying to put less than eight. Like, that's not a whole lot of money to really lose out on, especially the fact that it's a mobile home. I'm sure there's always somebody looking to move into one. Yeah. So, I mean, it turns out better for you in the long term, you know, which is fine because, I mean, none of this shit matters now. It's what you do later. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it was smart. I don't know. I, I, I feel like you better learn things just diving into it instead of reading on it with experience yeah for exactly sure. experience yeah. that's the word I, I couldn't think of it yeah yeah man that, that's you know inevitably that's that's what's going to happen um my goal is to sell my first mobile home 
fix and flip it um, by the end of the first quarter this year. Mm-hmm. So if I can do one by then, that would be amazing. Bro, imagine if I ended up doing one in January. That would be fucking raw, dude. But but yeah, I, I think that's a realistic and accomplishable goal. <laughs> um, by the end of the first quarter, so by April 1st, I should have fixed and flipped my first mobile home. Um, I think that's definitely, yeah, definitely achievable for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, dude. And, and it's something new. And it's something that it's made more sense to me than a lot of other things that I've researched and pursued. Mm. Um, and I'm somebody that I have researched and pursued a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Maybe not 100% full throttle on all of those things, but because I kind of found out that I didn't really like a lot of those things. Yeah. Because I, I don't think that there's a such thing as a lazy person, dude. I really don't. I think that they're just not interested. Yeah, they don't like true. what they do. Very if they true. actually liked what they did, what they were reading, what they were working on, they they want they wake up and they'd want to do it immediately. Like a good example is like myself. My parents told me like, all right, uh, if you don't do good in school, because I used to just barely skip skip uh, side through with school, like just barely. Like C's is all you'd ever get from me. <laughs> Like, if you got a B from me, like, it's from, like, very rare shit. Round of applause. Yeah, you know, like, that's, like, hanging on a fridge-worthy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, other than, like, gym or, like, art classes, like, those electives like that, like, I'd do great in just because I was into that. But everything else. So, my parents made a deal with me that they wouldn't let me go get my license if I didn't come home with, like, all A's. Well, at the time, like, I was Fuck. all into cars, and, like, that's all I want. Like, I just want, I've always wanted my license. So, guess what? That semester, I fucking busted my ass off, came home with all A's and one B. Shut up. Yep. For real? Yep. Math. That's the same. In math. My B was in math, because I've never been great at math. Uh-huh. But, like, dude, I I stayed, like, I stayed after class with the teacher to just kind of comprehend shit better. Yeah. And I did all A's and B's. That's awesome. And I went out, got my license. You know, like, my parents let me... I, I used my dad's Impala he had at the time. Got my license. And then, yeah, next semester... Yeah. <laughs> I took a shit, dude. It just didn't matter because I got my... I got my uh, I got my license. But that, That's you know... Though. But I, I totally agree with that. Because, yeah, when you're... When you, there's a goal in front of you or when it's something you're really, truly interested in, like, mm-hmm. you do whatever it takes to do it. I mean, that's what I did. So, I mean, I agree with you. There's no such thing as a lazy person, just a very uninterested person. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Plus, I also think, too, that if you ponder and think about it for too long, you usually end up talking yourself out of it. Yeah. That's why I always didn't like the expression of, like, go home, sleep on it. Because, like, you sit there and you just think about it too much, and then you end up talking yourself out of it. Yeah. I mean, I've done that with a bunch of shit. You know, where it's like, oh, I really want to buy this. I want to buy this. And it's like, go home, sleep on it. You know, wait a week. And then, like, by the end of that week or by the two, three days later, I've already talked myself out of it. Like, oh, I don't really need it. Well, maybe that's a good idea. It It, it is a good idea, but at the same time, when it's something that's actually beneficial, as in, like, a a lifestyle change. A proactive thing, like like a business. Yeah, like a business. Not like an impulse buy. Yeah, not, not, yeah, exactly. But like okay. like a like a business thing or like a life changing thing like I, I 
I feel like most of those you kind of got to jump in it because like, okay, I'm not 100% experienced on opening and starting a business. Most of that is from my parents, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty much just here just helping keep the operating. wheels moving and operating. That's yeah. about it. I mean, other than that, you want to talk about how it was open, how it was started. That's talk with my parents, you know. Bro, we should have them on the podcast. That'd be wild as shit. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Might be kind of weird for you. Yeah, because they'll <laughs> start lecturing me and shit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll have you sit that one out. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll have them on. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be in the shower. I'll yeah. be rushing away while you have them on. <laughs> but, so, yeah. But, like, I can guarantee that if my parents sat down and thought about it for a bit longer, they probably would have talked themselves out of not starting the shop. You know? Yeah. And I feel like that's what a lot of people do. They they miss an opportunity by not just jumping into it and going for it. Yeah. They kind of just, oh, you know what? Well, you know, why why should I open up a shop when there's 20 other ones in a 10-mile radius from here, you know? Yeah. So what what difference would my shop do? You know, like that's how you end up thinking about it. When, you're, when you first think about it and it's fresh in your mind, like you get super stoked, super excited. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to do this. I want to do this. But the longer you think about it, you know, you stop, you start, you start running out of like the good ideas about it and you start thinking, hmm, well, what if this happens? What if somebody walks into my front door, trips and they eat shit? Now I'm getting sued and I could lose my, my stuff, mm -hmm. you know? So, and it's always a negative that outweighs the good. I mean, again, you, you look at the, like even the news, I barely watch the news, but every time I see the news, it's always bad news. It's never anything good. It, it, yeah, and if it's something good, it's never something that's... Kylie Jenner just sucked her own fart today. Yay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> good news. It's, this no. dog had 14 puppies. Yeah. Like, bro, can't y'all just, like, broadcast on, like, the actual good news? Like, oh, yeah. this tax law went into effect and just helped a fuck ton of small businesses. Exactly. You know, like, like stuff like, like that. that. Oh, by the way, time out. What's Speaking up? on tax laws, um, yeah. did you hear about the new tax law in Illinois uh, for vehicle trade-ins? Well, isn't it like a shit ton of more money now? You get tax on your trade-in. Get the You have to pay taxes on the vehicle that you're selling, that you're trading into the dealership. It, to, in my opinion, that's fucking over dealerships. And time out, when do I have to pay taxes whenever I sell something? Yeah, for what else? When I never do that. It. I never sell anything and pay taxes. The buyer pays taxes, so the dealership should be paying taxes, not the consumer. Yeah. So that that's a new law that happened this year. Um, so if you know anybody that goes to trade in their car, make them aware of that and be like, "Yo, sell it private sale. You don't get tax on it." Yeah. And they're gonna give you more than a fucking dealer. It honestly, dude, Illinois tax code just fucked over dealerships. Yeah. Just I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt if the, a lot of dealerships start closing out because of that. That's fucking ridiculous, man. That's garbage, dude. That's that's. Well, I mean, Carmax lives off of trade-ins. Yeah, man. So imagine. I wonder if they're that. gonna stop doing shit in Illinois. I guarantee you, <laughs> they'll probably stop doing shit in Illinois, or they'll probably not take in any car because you could pull into the with the rustiest piece of shit. They'll give you fifty bucks, but imagine paying taxes on but, that. But the thing is, the consumers paying taxes. So so you're right in that they're not gonna get business because consumers aren't gonna want to trade their their cars in. Because they don't want to pay the taxes. Yeah. So it's not like That's the, fucking dumb, the dealership dude. is losing out by the consumers not wanting to do it anymore. Yeah. 
And I, I hope that's what happens because that's a bullshit tax. That I don't is. know about that tax in any other state. Yeah. That's fucked up. That's fucking ridiculous. Like they didn't just make weed legal. What yeah. the fuck, man? You know how much money we're going to get off of that? Well, yeah. That the Illinois is going to get off that that they're not going to do anything with? Yeah, it's especially, crazy. especially <laughs> when they're selling $40 a gram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... Um, and then on top of that, you got to pay taxes on top of the $40? Oh, my goodness. Like, bruh. <laughs> bruh. That's funny. I'm not trying to tell you how to spend your money, but bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Some things maybe should stay illegal, you know? <laughs> yeah. When, when, like, like what I showed you today, you know, when you spend three hours waiting in line <laughs> yeah. and you pay, what was it, $60 or $60. $70 for an eighth? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, bruh, you just spent an hour waiting in line to lose money. In, in 20 degrees Chicago weather. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're getting taxed on top of that. Oh, that's, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's crazy, though. I did not know that about the taxing with yeah, the car stuff, the trading stuff. That's, this year that went into effect. That's interesting. Yeah. And, and mate, uh, well, but wait. Okay, so... Selling it privately doesn't affect you with the tax nope. thing, no. Nope. But the the title transfer fee went up. I yep. think it went up fifty bucks, I believe. Oh, dude, I thought it doubled or some shit. Dude. It, it went up some crazy amount. It did go up though. Yeah, I, I saw that. Which still sucks. I don't see why that even benefits or that even matters. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going in there and telling them, "Oh, how much did you pay for this car? Uh fifty dollars." Yeah. <laughs> $50 yeah I paid $50 yeah man I mean see I I, I feel bad doing that dude so like the, the BMW that I just bought cost me two grand so <laughs> I can't say $50 I gotta be honest I paid two whole thousand dollars for this so well my my biggest thing was like if they ever do question it like oh $50 for a you know Lexus, like the Lexus, I told him I paid a hundred bucks for. Yeah, but like in my head, I'm ready to like fire back with like, what project? It's a rolling shell, needs an engine. Well, yeah. even that, you could be like, my uncle sold it to me. Yeah, like. I always heard about <laughs> that. So, but yeah, I mean, I just figured I'd just be like, yeah, I bought it as a rolling shell. Uh, yeah. Speaking of rolling shells, I drove it here, but what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of rolling shells, huh. kind of, um, the CRX. Oh, last we talked about on the podcast, it was engineless, wasn't it? think so yeah it's the first because we put it in we put it on, in the first on the first that's right that's when uh i'm sure a lot of people put it in on the first the, the mclovin so. phrase came out it's in, it's in. <laughs> oh god it's in <laughs> well yeah man you've officially got a motor and transit in your fucking car dude after I two know, years dude. that's awesome i'm so stoked well that was the cool part about it is that you were here and my pops was here yeah. when we disassembled the engine yeah. on the 1st of January 1st, 2018. And now it was January 1st, 2020 is when we put that yep. back in the car. So that's a good All three of us were here too. And I got video of it too going in. Yeah. Yep, uh, so I'll, I'll probably post that on the, on uh, the From Porches to Porches YouTube. Hell um, yeah. I'll probably post that one up. That'd be cool. Yeah, no, it, it's in there. Uh, yeah, just kind of going through it. Got the fuel system hooked up now. Um, just kind of still waiting on a few more things, but funds are running low, and I'm kind of just getting to that point where it's like I got to take a break from it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
you, you've got quite a few more things to do, but you've done a lot of great fucking uh, progress on it recently. You got that pretty much the whole inside painted. Yeah, at um, this point, the whole interior is painted now. You got the hatchback on. We uh, One thing that I wanted to ask you, which I was kind of confused by in the Sosa group chat, was you're looking for rollers, but yeah. why? Don't you already have those blue ones? Um, To be honest, I'm getting sick of looking at them. Oh, yeah, they're ugly as shit. Yeah, sure. that, that's really why. Uh, I just want new rollers. I'm going to try selling these. and I'm gonna, Even the front ones that you have on there now look better than... Oh, the front ones on there right now look great, but I only got two of those. I don't yeah. got a full set. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's it. I kind of just got tired of looking at those same ugly blue ones. Plus, I feel like with the wheels being blue and the car being blue, it just kind of looks really weird. It makes the car look more incomplete than it really is. Yeah, especially because it's two different color blues. <laughs> exactly. And then, like, if you really look at it, like, the engine bay is painted, the engine and trans are painted, the interior is really nicely painted. So it's just kind of like, and then you see the the wheels like that, it just kind of, like, throws everything off and it makes it really weird. I, I like I like seeing progress. Even if there's no progress, I, I like to see a difference in it. So that's why I've, lately it's been bugging me that I got those wheels on there. Shout out um, to uh, Baby Cakes Tim. Oh, yeah. Letting you take those, uh, yeah. borrow those. Uh, yeah, shout out to Tim for sure. Those rollers. What, do you know what wheels those are? Are they just like steelies? Or? No, they're actually really nice. I forgot what they are. Oh, damn. Jiggy Boo just uh, stopped by today and he oh, showed yeah. me. Yeah, oh, nice. he, yeah, he stopped by. Just say what's up. And he showed me uh, what, what they look like. Man, all I hope is that these 15 by 9s fit. And if oh, they're 15 by 9? Oh, that's gnarly, dude. That's all I'm hoping. And if they fit, I You're might talk... You're that, me- that Mexi-poke dog. Yeah. <laughs> I, might talk, uh, I talk, might talk to Tim and ask him if he'd be interested in selling them if they do fit. Really do you know nice. what brand they are? I think like TSWs or something, or TRWs. Oh, okay. nice. I, I forgot what it was. They were really nice wheels, though. I really like them. I think if do you know what they were on before? His Miata, his blue Miata that he had. So he had a blue Miata before that red one, right? Uh What happened to the blue one? Oh, he sold it. It just got really old. It started getting to the point where it was like really rusty and just kind of got tired of throwing money at it. So then he got rid of that, bought the Honda Fit, and then he daily that around. And then now he bought another Miata because he really So does he have the Honda Fit too? I believe he still does. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so... No, I gotta go to Jigs' house and pick those up from him and bring them here and see if they fit. Low key, I like seeing those Honda fits out on the track, dude. Yeah, because <laughs> so you see them out in the street, you're like, what a piece of shit. Yeah, like, like, so what a little Econolog. Yeah, dude. but then you little see them on the track and they're just ripping. Yeah, <laughs> I got I I'm friends on Facebook with a dude uh, who has a Honda Fit with the K24 in it. I think it's pretty gnarly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, another one is a Honda Fit with the uh, brand new Civic Si 1.5. Is it 1.5? Yeah, 1.5. The 1.5 drive projection turbo. He swapped that into it now. Oh, and shit. That thing's fucking I'm sure that gnarly, rips. I'm yeah. sure, dude. Damn, I can't imagine having that much power to front wheels. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, get used to it, bro, because power to weight, it's going to be about that uh, <laughs> in your CRX. <laughs> I'm with, scared. with no hydro steering, good luck. Huh? I'm scared. <laughs> with no power steering, yeah. it's gonna be a lot of fighting the steering wheel. Yeah, that's all right though. We'll see. I'm sure it's not gonna be that bad. 
I'm, I'm not gonna be launching it at every single light anyway. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's dude. You're gonna be doing more uh, more road course and and honestly, when you're doing road course, you almost want to feel that. You don't want that to be disguised by electronics. Yeah. Or anything like that. You want to feel that so you know what your car is doing so you can predict it. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, that's why everybody goes stiffer suspension and stiffer bushings because they want to feel. Yeah. How the road moves. Mm-hmm. They don't want everything to be cushioned, mushy. I'm so excited for us to go out on the road course. Do the first time, man. I, I still to this day have not been out on an actual road course yeah, track. Same. Um, I've been on the quarter mile track, and that's it. Yeah. I still want to do autocross at least once, and I want to do road course many times. Yeah. I w- that is my retirement plan. Is I want to track. And I want I want to get fast you know yeah i want to be a good trek racer you know and and just beat my times and beat my times and beat my times until i can get like as fast as possible you know what i mean yeah. like, before you know it, i'm like 85 and i got and i just beat my pr bro like <laughs> like you know how gnarly that would be dude like yeah, that'd be a good so feeling. Much fun. That, yeah. that's for sure what i what i could see myself retiring to is just going to different courses around the world and yeah racing no, that would be sick. Taking my car, or renting a car if I'm in like Germany or some shit or whatever. That'd be dope. That'd be awesome, man. Do the, do the uh, Nurburgring out in Germany in the, in the 911. Bro, I I was just gonna say, mark my words, dude. Within the next twenty to thirty years, you and I are going to the Nurburgring and we are going to race. Maybe not. Maybe we'll just do like a we'll, pace lap. We'll chase. But we'll, we'll do nine eleven GT threes. Okay, dope. Yep. Okay. We're down. gonna do it. I'm down. And it's gonna be like the funnest shit of our life. That's send that's, money, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Send business, please. Actually, <laughs> we need that recurring money. <laughs> business and money. Yeah. <laughs> and tacos. <laughs> but yeah, man. That's that's we're hey. gonna do that for sure. Hell yeah, that'd be fun. That's like bucket list, man. 911 GT3 is not a Nurburgring. I just want to own one. That's about it. That'd be cool, too. It would be awesome to just own one. I, any Porsche, really. I love all Porsches, man. Yeah. They're all awesome. I think they're great. Except don't give me a, what is it, the Kanyane or Cheyennes or whatever? Mm, the Kanye. SUV ones? I don't like those SUVs. I mean, they're cool, but eh. Yeah, if I were to get a sporty SUV, it'd be the X5M. Yeah, dude, titties was dope. Yeah, bro, have you seen the X7s? No. They look fucking nice. Dude. Really? Yeah, they look real nice. Huh, I know. I wonder if they make an X7M because <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it's not like quick, but I'm sure it's fast. Whoa. You know, like I'm sure it's like I'm got sure. a high top speed and all that. I'm sure if they were to do one, it'd probably be like the twin turbo V10, like something rowdy like that. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> fully loaded like <laughs> SUV things just flying yeah I don't know I shit my pants <laughs> I, I I bug out every time uh, I get in like say like Reggie's Evo yeah I'm just like holy crap this thing's quick she's got 300 <laughs> of wheels holy fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like the, the I, I, I haven't been in Jigs's car the blue after, one? Yeah, after his uh his uh Indian. I don't think I have either. 
I've been in he it before. Have. He he's taken me once out in it when he just put that FP red on it. Yeah. And like that was fucking quick. But ever since then, after even doing the, the engine, uh, I've gone with him just to like braking procedures, just to drive it around. Yeah. And puts it around. But like never have I been in it when he's done like a full on pull in it. I'm uh, I'm hoping this year I could like sit in the car with him and see how that feels. Cause yeah. that's gonna. Be I'd love that too, man. Insane. I'm I'm sure it feels nice, dude. Like, cause Reggie's is quick. Like Reggie's was like holy shit, and like that was fast. But if Jigs has a bit more power than that, and by a bit I think it's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, fuck, that's gonna be insane. Did Jig say how much he was pushing when when he was on the podcast? I don't know. Because I, I don't remember, and I'm really curious. I'd like to see it on the dyno. Because that thing, I'm sure, is a fucking beast. It sounds gnarly, dude. Oh, yeah, I think it sounds and amazing. It's pretty quick on the quarter mile. Yeah, and that was with him misshifting and not launching that great. So Yeah. And that, 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 was, that was one of his first times back to the drag strip in forever, too. Oh, yeah, dude. And being in a car that you've never drag raced before, like... That car was never meant to drag race. There's so much more improvement you can make, I'm Bruh, sure. Bro, I was here. We were putting the clutch in that thing. And then... Uh, and he even said it himself. Because uh, I asked him, like, what kind of racing are you doing on this thing? He's like, oh, this thing will never see the drag race. <laughs> the drag strip. And little do you know... What's the first track you hit, Jigs? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but no, he did amazing in that thing. I just remember getting gaptized by that, like, ZR1 yeah. fucking Camaro or ZLT or whatever the hell. I got gaptized by that thing. I got gaptized by a Mustang and uh, something else. Yeah, I at that point, I should have just turned my car off and just pushed it off the, <laughs> out of the lane because, man... <laughs> That was my first time, too. <laughs> that was such a, like, kick to the nuts. Yeah, that was, dude. <laughs> I'm up here, like, stoked. I'm like, man, this guy just has some meat on that shit. Whatever, you know. Flexing hard for the grand like Camaro owners do. And just, boom, gone. Bro, I was like, fuck. Is he on one of my fucking slicks, bro? <laughs> what? I know. I got a little, I got a little big for my own helmet. But, you know, it... Uh, I, I had to go in there with some BDE, bro. Like, yeah. you know, I just had to be ready. It's funny as shit. Yeah, and then I ended up just limping out of there. <laughs> but, nah, that was great. So so now that we've got the engine and trains in, we've got oh, yeah. brakes done, we've got fuel system done, clutch flywheel obviously done because you put the trains in. Um, what else do you have to do? Brakes, suspension. So finish up the brakes. Yeah, which is just finish like pads, rotors, uh, just getting like stainless steel lines, and obviously bleeding the system. The system has no fluid in it right now. No point of putting fluid in it. Yeah. Um, calipers. I'm still trying to decide if I should just buy a new or like re already rebuilt calipers, or uh, break these down apart, and then send them out. You're gonna rebuild them? them. Yeah, I could rebuild. I rebuilt the ones on Tiana. Um, oh really? Yeah, when oh. I had when I had Darren powder coat uh, all the all my calipers, I had to rebuild them. It was my first time doing it. It was pretty cool. You did it yourself? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Actually, Dave here showed me. Nice. He's like, oh, these are just like the old ones that we used to do. They're nothing crazy. I'm sure you just got to replace seals, right? Like, is that seals? There's like an O-ring, uh, and then the actual seal part of it. You just got to be careful not to rip the O-ring as you're pushing the uh, cup back in it. 
Okay. That's about it. Other than that, like, it's pretty easy. It, none of it was really overly complicated or anything, like, really sketchy. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so I, that's what I'm trying to decide. But, like, brakes, like, caliper pads, rotors, I'm not really worried about yet. Uh, suspension, I'm not worried about yet. I will, I'd rather hear this thing start before I even touch anything. Yeah. But, yeah, I... I'd have to, I'm gonna buy like everything for that thing. Um, any bushing it has, it's gonna be replaced mm -hmm. with either poly or spherical bushings. All the control arms are gonna be replaced. Um, knuckles are, I'm gonna pull the knuckles off and the trailing arm off, strip it, and then I'm gonna send those out to go get powder coated too. Nice. Um, yeah, technically the car is gonna be like brand new. That's awesome, dude. Um, so, yeah, it still needs a lot. You know what would be awesome? Mm. Is if uh, you had your Uncle Omar come out here and drive it around. Yeah. Just, just not even for him. Like that's, I feel like that would be more for you. Just like Yeah, he drove mine. Yeah. I never drove his, but he drove mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, because, like, like, exactly, bro. Like, if I had, like, a if – I, if I were to buy a Project Integra and I built it, like how you are with the CRX. Yeah. I'd tell my cousin Masaki to come out and fucking drive it. Like, I don't care if you don't like cars anymore, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. You're going to drive this because I built this car because of you, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> no, that'd be sick. I mean, that'd be, I, I'd be excited even if you made something for me. Like, because he's this big, geeky, nerd, mm -hmm. electronic guy. So, like, if he could, if he made something for me, like, that'd be that sick. That you could use? That I could use. Like, if he made me, like, a switchboard, like, if I asked him, like, can you build a switchboard for me? Yeah. Uh, like, I'd buy everything for him. If he built it and he put it together for me, like, that'd be fucking awesome. So I might I might reach out for him, to him and ask him if he could do that for me. That's He'd cool. be some weird nerd shit where he'd be, like, infrared lights all over the place to, like, unlock the car or some <laughs> wild shit, dude. But, yeah, I mean, it, it would be cool. I, I would definitely like for him to drive it. Especially to see if there's a difference between, like, this one and his, which I'm sure is going to be a huge difference. Because mm -hmm. his was a Type R. His was a B18C5. Really? His was a legitimate Damn, Type R. I remember dude. it took, like, a month for him to get his engine because Shit. they actually shipped it out from Japan here. That's cool. To, to be honest, though, isn't, isn't your motor right now how it's sitting better than a stock Type R motor? Technically, yeah. I think it would I wanna, be. I want to say a Type R. Out, like, a Type R. I think the difference, really, between a Type R engine and a GSR engine, the Type R, I believe, revved higher. So probably just cams, you think? I think it was cams and pistons and the crank. Okay. I believe so. so Pretty few, much like the main internals. Things. Okay. But other than that, I want to say for the most part, they were about the same. Mm. Um probably head design too was a little different okay um but yeah um and i know type r's made a little bit more power from like you know the crank from the book than the gsr did didn't make a whole lot more but i mean the type r also was a lot lighter yeah. and then was meant to handle better yeah it was a track car and then it also had an lsd in it and that's what i want to get into this car it's oh, an yeah. lsd eventually but I've, I've done so much other things that I don't really get to, like, I won't really get to feel the difference. Yeah. 
So like I figured, you know what, down the road I'll get an LSD for yeah. it, or I'll buy a Type R trans with an LSD in it, mm-hmm. and then when I swap that out, I actually feel the difference that yep. that makes. Unlike yeah, right now, exactly. where it's like I'm just gonna get into a full belt engine and just not know what the difference is, because like what do I do after this? I can't. There's really not much, because yeah. other than suspension. Maintain and have fun, man. Exactly. But that's the thing. It's like, I, I, I'd never know. I can't say I'll never know because I'll eventually get another project car. Mm-hmm. But I'll never know the difference of like what cams do to that engine because I already have them. And I, I barely drove that GSR when I bought it stock. Yeah. I barely, I literally drove it from, from Woodfield Mall to here and parked it and then like got in it and like ripped in it like once or twice up and down the street and then just pulled into the shop the like that same weekend because i bought it like on a like wednesday yeah like a wednesday pulled into a shop yanked the engine out that that weekend mm-hmm. and then after that I was just parting it out so i never really got to actually like feel how that car drove that, that's something that i'm kind of thankful for in my civic is <clears throat> i bought it brand new so i remember how it feels stock yeah and i did little mods here and there got a tune and like little mods here and there got a tune again and like I really do feel the difference in every single mod that I did, and I appreciate it for that, but realistically, if I had the money, I would have done it all at the same time. It would have been cheaper. Oh, yeah. It would have been cheaper and probably more fun. Yeah. Because um, it's still a slow car, you know, but but I can I mean, I can definitely tell the difference. Standards, though. I mean, to what? Slow to a to today's fucking standards. Hellcat? <laughs> slow to an M3? Like, yeah, yeah uh, everything I own combined is slower than all that shit. Yeah. I mean, but, again, like, you built that car for the track. I feel like you should take it on track to see how it actually is. Yeah. Because you might be surprised of how great that thing is on track. Mm-hmm. You know? Again, you built it for track, but you're not using it for track. You're using it for the street. Yeah. Well, yeah, when you compare yourself to the dipshit next to you in the Mustang, obviously he's going to walk you, like, nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. But, like, that street driving, if, if you had any actual skill, you put it on, like, a road course. Yeah. And that's what you built that car for, to handle better than it. That's why, again, you did a lot of suspension work before you even touched the engine. Yeah. Because you wanted that thing to just handle amazing. Yeah, I did, man. I Like, that was my first time owning a sporty car that was, uh, I guess, a sporty, you know, um, my first time owning a sporty car and it was front wheel drive and I don't know I didn't like the understeer got yeah. that rear sway bar pff, fucking fixed the shit out of that dude yeah. <laughs> like literally way better dude like I can pop out the tail end dude like shit's gnarly it's cool <laughs> it's fun man I like it a lot yeah well that's good I like your car too man I really enjoy it yeah, it, it's a lot of fun, and that that's again that's the car that I'll never sell. Yeah, just because I bought it brand new. I mean, I mean, obviously, if somebody offered me forty five Gs, go ahead, but yeah. take it all day. But buy another one. But yeah, <laughs> I'll go buy four more. But <laughs> go buy go buy another one straight out cash. Yeah. Do what I, the same shit I just did to this one, yeah. and I'll still have money left over. Actually, just kidding. I'll uh, just go buy one that's. Uh, already turboed and everything is way faster yeah <laughs> but but uh 
but yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to see some of the, the things that we improve on. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear more about your your mobile home adventure. Yeah, it's gonna be dope, man. I mean, you guys are gonna get weekly updates on that. So yeah, I I think it's it's again it's it's something where like I've tried so many different things in my life, and this is may might just be another one of those things that I'll try, but it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. And you know, I've said that before, but yeah. um, this makes a lot more sense than a lot of other things that I that I've researched. And um, there's a lot of different factors that go into it that really attract me to it compared to a lot of the other things mm-hmm. um but yeah yeah so that that's good as far as mobile homes but yeah man i'm i'm excited to see the more progress on the crx dude i mean shit the thing <sighs> things a long time coming dude yeah biggest pile it looks of be- shit i mean project <laughs> date <laughs> bro it, it looks honestly dude like i admire it now that you've got like the engine and all that like the paint in and dude yeah now it's like fuck dude it's actually turning into like a cool car yeah like before it was a hunk of metal now it's turning into a cool car it's amazing to see that transition dude yeah well that's you beautiful know, uh you know the saying can't put pit lipstick on a pig well, i just i just <laughs> i just debunked that one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard that saying but no? you know, you know. come on man <laughs> that sounds like some texas shit bro i ain't never heard of that yeah. <laughs> Put lipstick. What? It's still a pig. You put lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. Oh yeah, that makes sense. That's technically what that is. Put lipstick on a pig. Has paint. Looks pretty, but it's still a pig. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no. Yeah, I want to know more about your mobile home stuff. To be honest, that's sounded. That sounds interesting. Like it sounds like it's definitely something doable, Mm -hmm. and even like. Probably, honestly, even I might even want to get involved with it, too. That'd be awesome, dude. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I think that's smart. And, again, looking at it from a long-term perspective, it makes a lot of sense. Yep. It does. It, it makes more sense to me buying cars and trying to flip them. Yeah, I agree 100%. Because <laughs> yeah, I tried doing that, yeah. and I only made money on one. I I made, like, 400 bucks on one, and then I lost, like, 200 on the other. So I was yeah. like... The most garbage shit for two it's car flips. It's such a weird, yeah, it's such a weird thing. Because, like, the good deals are always on the weird, wacky shit that nobody looks up. Yeah. But, like, the horrible deals where you're actually buying, paying a lot of money for the car itself, just for the car, are, like, the clapped out junkie, like, like for example, Corollas and Camrys and, like, old 90s Civics. Everybody knows that they're only worth like a thousand bucks, you know, mm-hmm. fifteen hundred bucks. But there's people are selling them for like a thousand dollars, thirteen hundred dollars, and you're just like, damn, let me get a fucking break on this, so I can make some cash off of it. Cause ain't nobody gonna pay two grand for a clapped out '98 Civic, yeah. you know. No matter how reliable it is. Exactly. <laughs> Someone's gonna be like, well, I could buy this even cleaner one for a thousand bucks over here, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that. I feel like mobile home stuff, though. I mean that could be a good, good venture to look into. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth worth at least looking into it. But yeah, um, no, definitely. Well, like I said, give me updated on it. That'd be cool. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, we appreciate y'all listening. Um, again, this is from Porches to Porches podcast. This is episode eleven. Big Niche signing out. Water smacking Shody over here for the month. <laughs> Yee! That's on what his, I'm talking about. On his way out, son! <laughs>
Improvement. <laughs>